from the studio of Adventist World Radio Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Welcome to write to us on this postal address Adventist Media Center Post Box 1446 Market Yard Pune 411037 Maharashtra India You can also log into our website to hear all our programs which is www.awr Before we hear God's word, here's a melodious song. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion, and it's good enough for me. It was good for Paul and Silas. 
Union was good for Paul and Silas. It was good for Paul and Silas, and it's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Old time religion, and it's good enough for me. It was good for the prophet Daniel. It was good for the prophet Daniel. It was good for the prophet Daniel, and it's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion, and it's good enough for me. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love everybody, and it's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion, and it's good enough for me. It will take us all to heaven. It will take us all to heaven. It will take us all to heaven, and it's good enough for me. Old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion, and it's good enough for me. It's good enough for me. From the studios of Adventist Media Center, Pune. We have Helen Jacob presenting God's Word. Hello, friends. Welcome to you all. Today we are starting a series on I Am statements of Jesus. the bread of life i am helen jacob the english radio speaker producer from the adventist media center pune we all have the desire to satisfy our basic daily needs which is food water clothing and shelter even though we may have it all there are so many who lack it in their lives we come now to one of the most familiar stories in the gospels Jesus's miraculous feeding of the 5000. This story is recorded in each of the four gospels. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 14 13 to 21, Gospel of Mark chapter 6 30 to 44, Gospel of Luke chapter 9 verses 10 to 17, and today I'm stressing on the Gospel of John chapter 6 verses 1 to 13. When we hear the story we sit back and wonder in amazement where and when was the fish and loaves multiplied did they increase in number just as Jesus was handing them out or when it was being passed around the accounts of the gospels do not tell us these specifics but they certainly tell us that this was a miracle when the people saw the sign that he had done they said This is indeed the prophet who is come into the world. Experiencing a miracle is something of a life changer. We should have the heart of thankfulness to the great giver of all good things. The Messiah satisfies all our needs. Let us pray. 
Dear God in heaven, you are the Lord who provided for our forefathers of old. And we pray that you provide for each of our needs today. We thank you and praise you for all your bounties of life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The setting of feeding the 5,000 took place near Bethesda, close to the Sea of Galilee. This story is a gentle reminder to our daily Christian lives is that nothing that we may face here on earth is too big for God. Jesus meets our needs and he uses other people to bless others and it ultimately shows Jesus' compassion for his people. As Jesus traveled to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, a large crowd has begun to follow him. As the text says, they followed him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. They do not follow him because he is the Son of God, but because of his miracles. One commentator explains this about the crowd. They were thrill-seekers who failed to grasp the true significance of Jesus' miraculous signs. They flocked to see his works, but refused to accept his words. Well, Jesus goes up on a mountain and sits down with his disciples. Jesus may have wanted some peace and quiet, but the crowd was coming toward him. Well, Jesus quickly adapts to the situation. As the crowd approaches Jesus, he has concern enough for their physical welfare, and he asks his disciple Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? The text tells us, he said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered Jesus, saying, Two hundred denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. This was a large crowd indeed. Two hundred denarii is two hundred days' wages. But two hundred days' wages can't feed five thousand men plus women and children. The count would be much more. Andrew counted the goods. He found a boy with five barley loaves and two fish. Andrew concluded that they were far short of what was necessary to feed the crowd. He says of the fish and loaves, What are they for so many? John doesn't usually repeat any stories that Matthew, Mark or Luke have told. But here, the feeding of the five thousand or the miracle of five loaves and two fish has something to teach us. Number one, Jesus said to his disciples, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass and sufficient space for all of them to sit. Here we see the disciples followed the instructions carefully. Point number two, It is a gentle reminder that Jesus is big enough for any of our expectations. It shows Jesus' compassion for his people. Point number three. Jesus prayed, lifted the five loaves and two fish to God. The humanly impossible became divinely possible. Little became much. An abundance of leftovers is the remainder that grace of God is in plenty and it is free. Point number four. It teaches children the importance of sharing, making the most of what they have. Christians must place their trust in God. Point number five. 
Jesus took something small and turned it into something big. He met the physical needs of the people that day, and Jesus can meet all our needs too. Point number six. The miracle of multiplication is seen here. The disciples couldn't purchase enough food for everyone. But with a little boy's lunch, Jesus is not only able to feed the crowd, but also to fill 12 baskets with leftovers. What is not possible with man is possible with God. Point number seven. Jesus is the bread of life. Faith brings us into close communication with Jesus who died and rose again. By eating or feeding on Christ, we share fellowship with Him and draw strength from Him. John's Gospel is the sermon where Jesus explains that He, in fact, Himself is the bread of life. Have you ever tried to make homemade bread? It is a long process. It requires following the steps to the detail. It requires enough of time, exact measurements, all the ingredients, correct amount of active yeast, proper kneading, enough time to rise, and one must be patient. If you miss one step, the bread is not edible. Once you have followed all the given steps, the result is rewarding indeed. You can enjoy the wholesome, freshly baked, homemade bread, which satisfies our physical hunger. Jesus is the bread of life. Believing in Him will satisfy our spiritual hunger. He brings meaning and fulfillment in our life. A true purpose in serving Him, in loving others and sharing the good news of Jesus with others. We marvel at how quickly children grow, their bodies and mind taking shape right before our eyes. But according to the World Food Program, do you know that one in five kids... Today, 144 million children around the world are physically stunted from lack of food. Severe mal malnutrition, chronic sickness, impaired thinking, stunted growth is some of the problems in some parts of the world. In other parts of the world, the baby and her family were driven from their home by conflict, the number one cause of hunger. Babies getting sick and losing weight because the mother wasn't producing enough milk. Children's parents struggle to find steady work in countries facing war. And the sad story keeps counting. Where do we go to satisfy the deep hunger for life that is within each one of us? Is money the solution? What about clothes? What about planning for a beautiful exotic holiday resort in some far-off quiet place? television, your favorite movie or TV serial. Will all these things bring that deep satisfaction that we long for? You might have discovered or realized that the things of this life, however good they are, will never fully satisfy. After Jesus had fed the people and some of them came to talk to him later, Jesus said this, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Recorded in John 6.35 Jesus wasn't talking about endless supply of bread and water, but about something much deeper. He says that he is the one who can truly satisfy the deepest hunger and the deepest thirst within each one of us. Jesus says that he is the one 
who gives life to us, deep satisfaction and eternal life. You see, from the very beginning, we were made to live in relationship with God, our Heavenly Father, in a relationship where we are loved unconditionally, where we can be secure, where we can experience deep peace, hope and joy. You know deep down each one of us is a hunger and thirst for life, and as bread and water are essential for giving life to our physical body, so Jesus is essential for giving life to our spirit. Jesus isn't simply an old bread. He is the most premium bread that can ever be tasted. He is the bread who can satisfy us because he truly is the bread from heaven. Let us look at the key text once again. John chapter 6 verse 35. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Let's, let us listen to this story on hunger. The pangs of hunger banished the entire bright outlook from his heart. Three days have passed without food, and the uninvited ill took the last drop of energy from him. The spider pondered all ways of getting some bite, but nothing practical enough came to his dull mind. He couldn't move properly. Legs numb, body unwilling to follow the mind, but hunger worked well. Not just well, but exceptionally well. Though making a web and catching prey seemed a Herculean task, he gave it a try. But each time the thread fell short, dejected, he dropped down. What to do? If this continues, I am going to die, bit by bit, going through all those pain. I hated the spider side. His train of thought was hindered by a fizzy. He saw a bee, his friend, nearby. What happened? inquired the bee. Too ill, no food, can't make a web. Each time I try, I fail. I will die soon. No, you should try again. I can't. You can. Haven't you heard the story of a king inspired by a spider? The spider was in no mood of a story. Hunger was already started killing him. His gut was getting gnawed. Stories or religion or advice with hunger always made the worst pair. Power-drained spider was already starting feeling giddy. The chunky bee nearby lured him. Delicious he would be. His mind put the friendship into oblivion. Hey, my friend, I can't hear you. Will you come a little closer so that I can listen to your tale? The poor bee came near to continue the story. Once there was this king who was beaten by his enemies six times. Losing all hope, he was resting under a tree and noticed one of your ancestors making a web above his head. The web was a failure six times, but its maker didn't quit, and the seventh try, the web was ready. The spider was gathering whatever energy was left in his body to make a web. Not a perfect web, but perfect enough to quench his hunger. It was not enough, though. The king, fascinated by this, called his men, inspired them, and fought the battle for the seventh time. And he became victorious. Like that, you should try 
again. The bee's voice got choked as a web got spun all over his body. The spider engulfed the plumpy body of his friend. It seemed like the best food he had ever eaten. Just like the story of the spider and the web, we too are caught in the web of sin. Sin is choking the life out of us. We are pulled in deeper and deeper and can't get out of its clutches. We may try and try to get out of sin by our own strength, but we often fail. We fail repeatedly. But then we hear the still small voice of Jesus calling us. The King of the universe is calling you. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Matthew eleven twenty-eight, an annotation and the quoted words of Jesus. And Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. How can we apply this invitation today? Point number one, the Lord gives us what we want, but gives us what we need. Paul tells us that all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Do you believe this? At some point in time, we may have wanted money, fame, and power, but the Lord gave you the grace in abundance. You got what you need and know now that this is much better than what you were formerly wanted. Because the Lord does not give us what we want, but gives us what we need. Therefore, we come to point number two. We should seek his will, not our own. Look at the example of Jesus. He was looking for a place to withdraw to the mountain by himself. But for a while, Jesus and his disciples did not find the peaceful seclusion. He did not complain or panic or send the crowd away, but he ministered to them. He took care of their physical needs. Very often we are upset when things don't go our way. But have you considered God's plan might be better? In being upset when things don't go our way, are you upset with God's plan? Point number three, trust in the Lord's plan. Have you been in a de desperate situation, unable to see any way out? Have you found that the Lord provided a way for you that you did not know existed? How many times have you thought, my life is over? Like a teenager saying this, my life is over. You've been dumped. You've gotten a speeding ticket. You failed a test or a class. You've lost your job. You are upset and angry. But some years later, when you look back, you say to yourself how foolish I was in doubting the Lord. Did He not have a better plan? Did He not give you, did He not bring you through your problems? Let us not seek our own earthly kingdoms temporarily, but let us seek the heavenly kingdom of Christ permanently. Let us praise the Lord for the living bread from heaven. Jesus, the Son of God. Let us pray. Dear Gracious Father in Heaven, thank you for the life of Jesus, the bread of life. Help us to invite him into our lives so we can be a blessing to others and a living witness for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Have a pleasant day. God bless you all.
Praise thy name forever. Praise thy name forevermore. And I will praise thy name forevermore. Sing a song that will cheer us by the way In a little while we're going home For the night will end in the everlasting day in a With this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's Word, you are always welcome to write to us Adventist Media Center Post Box 1446 Market Yard, Pune 411037, Maharashtra, India. And you can email us at helenrichesv at gmail.com. helenrichesv at gmail.com. H E L E N R I C H E S V at gmail dot com. You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers: Center of Digital Evangelism (CDE) zero 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 eight zero 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 four zero one seven zero four. Or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. Our WhatsApp number is plus nine one nine zero 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 eight nine zero nine three. And you can email us at Helen Riches V at gmail dot com H E L E N R I C H E S V at gmail dot com We invite you to visit us on our website www dot awr dot org This is David and I am Madhuri Signing off at AWR. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Till then, we wish you goodbye, goodbye and, and God, God bless. bless.